Welcome to Friends in Prison. I'm Claire Aronson, and I have 29 friends in prison. And my friends are finding love. I'm going to share a couple of letters between me and Juan and tell you everything I know about his new girl. But he is not the only one. I have three other pen pals who are all talking to ladies romantically. But first... Before I get into the letters themselves, I want to talk about finding love in prison. Women who date men in prison, they face a certain kind of stigma, right? People think they're desperate or damaged. She can't be with a man on the outside. She's afraid he'll cheat on her, but a man in prison can't cheat. So, little sidebar, uh, Eric Menendez first met his wife, Anna, while he was in prison for killing his parents. And they were married for four or five years when she discovered he was cheating on her by writing romantic letters to other women. So a man in prison can cheat on you. That being said, uh, Eric did marry his second wife in 2003, and they're still married. To be clear, I'm not saying all men in prison will cheat or even that this particular lady should have known Eric would cheat. I'm just saying that's not a reason to date someone in prison. What else do people say about women who date men in prison? She wants control. While her man is in prison, she'll always know exactly where he is. Maybe maybe this one has more to do with him not having control. Because I think you know that people in prison are moved without notice, without their consent. The person on the outside doesn't have any control over that. I'll admit, it does seem strange that people would purposefully seek out a date in prison. People are doing it, though. There are websites for people who want to make a connection with somebody behind bars. I don't know these websites. I'm happily married. Little little shout out to Nico. <laughs> okay, so by the way, I asked him what he likes about the podcast, and he said, you know me, I like to listen to you talk. Those might have been the only words he said out loud all day. So anyways, if you're on the market for a date, you'll have to search out those, those sites for yourself. I think it is quite a hurdle to think This person can't physically go out on a date with you, can't start a family with you, can't be a partner with you in the traditional sense, sharing the bills and the chores. Obviously, there's an obstacle to intimacy, but oh my goodness, I hope everyone is still listening to the podcast so I can tell you my real thoughts. I completely understand why women and men fall in love with someone in prison. All of the correspondences that I share with my pen pals, they're like more intense Most letters to and from me have some expression of appreciation and affection, like Daniel will always say that he loves to hear from me, and Marcy told me I was a ray of sunshine. When I call my best friend Marie, who has been my best friend since I was 16, like more than 25 years now, when I call Marie, she doesn't answer the phone and say, I'm so glad to hear from you. You're such a beautiful soul. Everything is so cold and boring and lonely, but it brightens my whole day when you call. No, she just says hi. When you are in prison, everything is amplified. All of your creative energy goes into your letter. People draw, write poetry, tell stories. All of your social interaction is directed at the pen and paper. So, of course, you're not going to ignore or neglect your partner. Plus, maybe some guys are more appreciative of their girlfriends because they've gone without a date for so long, or they see other guys who are lonely around them. A date 
in prison can't do the dishes for you, can't take out the trash or snuggle on the couch, but they can write love letters. And they're not contributing to the dirty dishes or trash anyway. One more thing, personally, I believe that absence does make the heart grow fonder. Whenever Nico has to go on a business trip or I go out, even for an afternoon, we have something to talk about when we come back together. And the more time that we spend separately, the more we have to talk about. You know, I'm going to say I wonder if some of the appeal to this finding someone to date who is in prison is the hero factor. What would you spend taking somebody out on a date? $100? If you sent someone $100 while they were in prison, they would be so grateful. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, the kinds of favors that you can do for a pen pal looking something up for them, printing out a few articles, sending photos of a special breed of dog or some other photograph that they can turn into a drawing or a painting or working to get someone out of prison. How romantic is that? Even if you're not immediately successful, you feel like you're working on something of such great importance and they're indebted to you for all of your efforts. I don't know. That could be part of it. I think above all, if you take anything away from this podcast, I hope it's that the people, the fact that the people who are in prison are just like the rest of us. Even if we've never been arrested and that barbed wire complex off the highway seems so foreign to us, the people inside have all different backgrounds, all different stories, different spiritual paths. So what are you saying, Claire? Like they're just like us or they're all different? Yes, we're all different and they're all different. And there's no us and them. Some of us used to be in prison or will go to prison in the future. Hopefully not you or me. Some of them are wrongfully convicted, unjustly incarcerated, or they're going to be released soon, which makes them us. So let's check out some letters from Juan. We'll do that now. Uh, who, when I first met him, he was, uh, I found him through an ad on a regular date, on a regular pen pal site, but it did mention looking for love. It said that he had never rock climbed or gone skydiving or had a real relationship. And at this point, since he's in prison, he can't go rock climbing or skydiving, but maybe the relationship thing is something that could happen. Um, A few months ago, he asked me if I could help him find some female pen pals, but he's not talking about that anymore. So this was September 12th my letter from Juan. Claire, it seems like a long time that you have not wrote wrote me in a while. Maybe I'm just used to getting your letters or enjoy your friendship. Wow, you have lost weight. You look good and healthy. Yeah, you did send my pictures back. So as a little sidebar, my friend Juan, um, I sent him some photographs I took of some birds and he paid someone in soup to paint those pictures. And then when he sent me the paintings, he also sent his photographs, but he was like, you got to send those photographs back because they're my photographs. So I think I mentioned to you, you can buy one of these paintings in prison for just a case of soup. That's right. Six cans of soup. That's pretty expensive. So I was very excited and I actually had my paintings and a smaller version of my photographs professionally framed together to hang on my wall because they turned out really, really lovely. Okay, so I did remember to send um, the pictures back. My sis just sent me two books, one a Mike Tyson bio and the other Chasing the Scream by Johan Hari. Claire, I recommend this book. It's eye-opening and 
very insightful. On the back of the book, one reader says, wonderful. I couldn't put it down. Noam Chomsky. I thought they all say that. It's even on the back of cereal boxes. But in this case, it's true. If you don't read the book, I'll tell you all about it and why and how I relate to it. But if you do read the book, I'll tell you how and why I relate to it. One example, I was reading the chapter as I, as I was called for mail. I read your letter before the others. The others are still on my table unread and I have not returned to the book. Anyways, this book says the need to bond with other human beings will determine our behavior. We need social interaction and or a sense of purpose. That came to mind when you were telling me about Katie. I mean, Cassie. It's good. Cassie's my daughter, by the way. She's um 15. <laughs> Sorry, I have like a million kids. I have to take a break to remember which one is which. It's good that you're encouraging her to get into a sport. I vote for, and you guessed it right, basketball. From what I read in your letter, Cassie is is not fighting you back on working out. And basketball is a great sport. So just to um, sneak out of the letter for a second, my sweet daughter, Cassie, I was like, look, you're 15. You got to get into a sport. You need the exercise. And I think exercise will help you to focus on other things. But I also think, gosh, it would be good for her self-esteem and her, you know, ability to work with others and, you know, just to make friends and build that team spirit and uh, good sportsmanship. So, of course, as um, all the tryouts are going on, Cassie is not trying out. So I, like an idiot, said, okay, I'm going to wake you up every morning and go to the gym with you until you find a sport, thinking six days a week, getting up before 5 a.m., that for goodness sakes, she would be like, this is crazy, mom. I'm, I'm going to go find my, my sport now. But instead, she was just like, okay, I guess we go to the gym every morning now. <sighs> so we'll see what happens when the spring tryouts start. All right. All right. So back to my letter. Grab a b-ball and take her to the park for a shoot around or a game of horse. If anything, you're very lucky to have your kid wanting to work out with you. What about swimming? So how are you? So you were at how many push-ups? Yeah, they do get easier. At first, I was taking just over an hour to do 300 push-ups. Now, it's about 45 minutes. And I've increased the number of push-ups to 23 in each set. Fire is still burning. Not as bad because of the winds and the fact that the fire is heading northeast of here. The winds are blowing in that direction. I'm back to running. Mm. The other day, I was so frustrated, and I snapped at a guy who asked me a question, and I was like that for a few days until I realized what I was doing, and I stopped. I have to apologize to some, well, all the guys that I snapped at. I'll do that soon. So my sis found something called Team at Emilio.org. It's an app that you download in your phone, and you can send free pictures, three a week, I believe, and letters right off the phone. You may want to check it out might make things a bit easier for you and cheaper, cheaper, even free. On the 17th of December, Juan wrote to me again, I just got both of your letters. Cool. It'll give me something to do from now till Saturday because Sunday is football. Well, I lost my first game. If my running back, number one, S. Barkley from New York could play like he can and was expected to play this year, I could have won. And 
and win the next few games. He got me like 12 points. And this guy, when he's on, gets 30 to 40 points per game. It's cool when everyone is friends. Back in Mexico, the town I'm from is or was maybe 700 people. And everyone knew each other for a few generations back. I could go in any house and have dinner or whatever and was like wise with friends that came over to our house. Did I ever tell you I'm from that I'm from Oh my goodness, I'm going to I'm going to mis- mispronounce this town in Mexico. M I C H O A C A N Michoacan, the little town named El Tiswan. Look it up on Facebook or Google. That's what he said. He said, look it up on Facebook or Google. When I lived there, up till the age of 12, we still had to go out into the fields of maize or sorgi and take, oh my goodness, take a number two in the streets. There was mud and rocks. Most of the houses were made of adobe. That's just mud and straw. One phone for the whole community. I wonder if I will ever make it back. We had a little capilla. My grandmother would always make sure I went because I was her favorite. And I didn't like Saturday school. Was the worst, however, a lot of Bible stuff (laughs) has, or however, a lot of Bible stuff did stick. Anyways, Spock, most dogs or some are scared of thunder, bangs or noises that we can't even hear. We've had dogs like that here. Some dogs really get crazy. Just let Spock sleep with you and he'll be all right. I don't know, Claire. Days in prison are a blur. My weeks are two days long. Sunday football and Monday. If you ever need or want me to write something on the dangers of gang drugs or criminality for your youth group at church, you let me know and I will gladly put something together. I'm reading Chasing the Scream. Wrote you about that in the last letter. I should be finished with it this week. After Sunday, of course. I'll read most, if not all of it. The story of Marciela and Ruby hit me hard. A few days ago, we were playing 21, and this guy, he's like 6'2", 6'3", well over 250 pounds, went for the rebound over Taylor's back and just hit him hard. Taylor's 73 years old, 6 foot, 130 pounds. He got up with a scraped elbow and and twisted his arm, and the guy was like, I'm sorry, Mr. Taylor, I didn't mean to. And the old man just put some dirt on his elbow and played some more. Then, oh... I unintentionally broke his watch going in for a steal. Man, that guy. I consider him a good friend. Other guys have told him, Taylor, play at your own risk. And his response is, I got it. And he always bleeds. I mean, no offense, but they, on the court, they call him names. Are they still, you know? He, so just a little sidebar, my my friend Juan does mention the exact uh, name that they call him. Are other people still using that? He says, "Um, I think so. I think people on the outside are still using derogatory terms. Yeah. On to your next letter. Did, yeah. COVID sucks. I did not know COVID tests were that expensive. I thought they were free. So maybe some of you remember one of my sons was sent home three times for COVID exposures and uh, had to quarantine here at home and get COVID tests. And we ran into some issues figuring out if our insurance was going to pay for the tests or not. But it has all worked out and knock on wood, he's back in school and hopefully we'll stay that way for as long as possible. 
let's finish out the semester, shall we? So Cece is a cool girl and she lives down south. She can visit. We're working on that. And I call like whenever she's not working or doing something, she picks up. Now we get or we will be getting five free calls a week. I've been having my sis check out your podcast for my story, and I call her later on when she's out of work. I really enjoy writing. Besides, you just wrote me, but I have not written here in, but I haven't written her, Cece, in like six months. Should I write her? I don't know. Uh, It's so much easier just to talk on the phone. You, on the other hand, it's like we never not have anything to write. Mostly you. You keep it fresh. So thank you for everything. Most of all your time. So our Governor Newsom won huge this Republican recall. He's a good governor as far as I'm concerned. And so are all the ones that voted for him. I was talking to my sis and she told me that one of my aunts was very cruel, cruel to her. Me and my sis don't have the same mom. Used to call her trash and just everything under the sun. I don't understand that. My sis was young, like early teens, and I never knew my aunt was like that. Now I see my aunt different to say, how could she be so cruel to a little girl? I'm even more surprised my sis is opening up to me. We didn't talk for almost seven, eight years because she had a black boyfriend and me in prison. Everything is so racial. But this year, We've been talking three or four times a week, a half an hour or more each time. It turns out my sis is cool. Even when growing up, sis was closer to me than my younger brother out on the court. Oh, maybe he thought I was too old and cool to kick it. Anyway, Claire, for now, take care and be safe. Enjoy life. And thank you for the pics. You know that I enjoy them. You look great in yours. So my sister-in-law went to a biker rally. She won the women's beer belly contest first place. She even got some of Willie Nelson's personal stash. Mm, Awesome. She's great. I like her. Dear Juan. Okay. I will go to the library and check out Chasing the Scream. Little sidebar. I actually picked it up today. I agree. Basketball would be good for Cassie. She tried out for it in middle school, but... Either she didn't make the team or she changed her mind. I think she's missed most of the tryouts for the fall, but there are more sports coming in the spring. I'm so exhausted since we have to get up every morning at 4.45. I have to start going to bed even earlier. I go to bed at like 10, but I think I need to go to bed at 8 at this rate. 45 minutes of push-ups. I think I'm still at 10. I think I can do like 15 or so. At the gym, I stretch a band across the bottom of a metal ring, and then I do the push-ups on top of the band. Obviously, I can do a lot more push-ups when I have help. Anyways, I got my paintings framed. I took a photo, but I still have to print it out. I have another letter here from you, so I'm going to send the photo with my next reply. I think you're really going to like it. It turned out beautifully. Sometimes I spot basketball hoops around the neighborhood and think... I need to make friends with those people. I wonder how many of them would appreciate someone to play basketball with. Oscar starts baseball tomorrow, and the other three kids are going camping tonight. They're putting up lights for the light fest. They set up Christmas lights all through the park, and you can pay to drive through it in the evening. There's one or two walking nights. I've never walked it, but I think that would be nice to walk through the lights and drink hot cocoa. Today at the gym, we had to do front squats, burpees over the bar, and pull-ups. First, 21 of each. 
then 18 of each, 15, 12 each, 9 each, 6 each, 3 each, and then the numbers go back up again until 15 full minutes have run out. I did sprawls instead of burpees and ring rows instead of pull-ups. Sometimes I think they suggest something really hard so that I can scale it down, and then I feel like I've got it easy doing sprawls and ring rows. They even suggested that we could do rope climbs instead of pull-ups, as if I could climb a rope to the ceiling of the gym. And you only have to do two rope climbs while everyone else does 21 pull-ups. Oh, I'm pooped. Did I tell you next week is my anniversary? Nico and I are going out to dinner on Wednesday. When we were dating, he bought me a dress, and I'm going to wear it. Hopefully, I don't look too old for this dress. Cassie had to pick out a dress for her confirmation. I showed her a white, like, 1950s-style dress and a champagne-colored dress, and I said that she could make it her own by changing the belt to, like, a green belt or put something green in her hair. Green's her favorite color. And she's all, oh, sure, I have an anime belt. No, 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 wait. You can wear the dress with an anime belt, yes, but you shouldn't wear the dress with an anime belt to your confirmation. She didn't like the 1950s style anyway, so I told her to look around online. So uh, I'll let you know how I feel about the dress. Maybe there's something that we can compromise on. At the gym today, oh, this is, is this two days later? I did not finish writing it on September 30th. So this is October 4th. I wrote one more paragraph at the end. At the gym today, they wanted us to hang from the rig while our partner did five barbell thrusts and five burpees. So about 40 seconds. I couldn't hang for more than 15 seconds, even with weightlifting gloves on. What if I'm in a life or death situation and I have to hang on long enough for someone to rescue me? Maybe I have to work on my pull-ups so that I can save myself. There was an option to scale down to a farmer's carry, but they didn't say how heavy the weights were that we should carry. I carried two 35-pound kettlebells for like 30 seconds, and then I'd hang from the rig for 10 seconds. That's it. That's everything going on here. Your friend, Claire. Hello, Claire. I don't know where to start. There are just so many different ways to talk about an experience and a person who has had an impact on your life. So when it is, when it's an emotional impact, I met this woman. Cecilia is her name. One day I get a message from her. It was brief. I got a message for you. Call me if you'd like. At first I was apprehensive. Needless to say, I called, so we get to talking, get to know each other, and one day, I was love-struck. I don't know how or when it wasn't planned. It just happened. In hindsight, I can see why I fell for her. She's an amazing woman. Funny, smart, independent, strong. She has incredible brown eyes and a smile to match. She claims to be a cobrana, tough in English. However, I know she has a heart of gold. I see her value and believe that me and her were meant to be. I wish I could say this is a love story of epic proportions like The Notebook, Sleepless in Seattle, How Harry Met Sally, or or Grease's Danny and Sandy, but I do believe that the love I feel for her is of epic proportion. How do I know it's love? I don't. But I feel butterflies and my hands get sweaty. I constantly think of her. I find myself missing her and I believe that we are destined to be together. I have a lot of respect for her. And a strong desire for her. Is that love? Has anyone felt these things for another person? Is there any way to get over this? 
I'd love some feedback on this issue. I'm asking because there are times where I have feelings and wish I didn't have all of this. A little bit here about Cecilia. She's 41 years old, two teen kids, independent. I've noticed that even though times are hard, she never complains. She plays the hands she is dealt and keeps pushing. She, like myself, has a history with... He goes on to list a lot of stuff. Maybe it's not my place to share all of those things, even though he doesn't go into detail about them. Anyways, um, she, like myself, were able to get our lives in order and in a manageable condition. I see a lot of myself in her. We have so much in common, and I can relate to her on so many levels. Is that why I fell for her? As men, we tend to stigmatize women with past behaviors often not taking women seriously because of their past. But who in the world doesn't have a past and isn't worthy of a chance at a good life? I, for one, would die for a chance at life. Oh, my goodness. That's my friend Juan. Now, I have many more questions. I mean, I would like to know who's the friend who told Cecilia to call Juan and... Did she have any idea that she would fall for him when they first started talking? I just, I would like to know how she feels about dating someone who is incarcerated. All right. So that being said, I do need to tell you not everyone is finding love. I haven't heard any of my girlfriends finding a boyfriend. In fact, Ariana said that she's only heard from a few new pen pals and they were guys that made a bad first impression on her. Is there something going on that I don't know about? I mean, like a new season of Love After Lockup being released and it's starting a trend of people seeking love with the incarcerated. Did a celebrity just go to jail and a bunch of women were inspired to write to him, but when they didn't hear back from him, they wrote to other men they found online while working, looking for the first address? Maybe this is some extreme way of social distancing? I don't know. But I will keep you updated as the romance unfolds. As a bit of inspiration before I go, Michael Santos, the author of Earning Freedom, was sentenced to, I think, 40 years for selling cocaine. He served 26 years. He met his wife while he was in prison. It sounds very similar to Juan's story because she was visiting a friend and she met Michael there in the visiting room. After seeing each other for a while, they got married. He served 10 more years. He was released and now they've been married for over 20 years. So thank you so much for listening. If you're not subscribed, do that right now so you won't miss next week's episode. Tell everyone about the podcast. And as always, find your own friends or boyfriends in prison.